What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and with me this week, I've got my good friend, Gaz Davis. What's up, brother? All good. All good. Looking glad to be uh, glad to be back. It's been a few weeks since we uh, last got together. How's things been your end? Been very good. Been very good. Staying busy. Uh, work has picked up a little bit. Things are getting kind of... A lot of projects we had going are ending, and they're getting towards the end of the year, and that's been good. I've been a guest on a handful of podcasts recently, so I've been jumping around and having some fun with that and uh, just playing some games. I got some fun ones to talk about and I got one that I like showing off. Have you, have you tried this yet? This Lord of the Rings? <laughs> no, I know. I, I know I will pick it up at some point. Um, despite the reviews, I just, <laughs> I I've been out of a splurge. I just can't at the moment. I've just, um, and I had, I had a little sort of a, 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 a very short moment of realization, really that I just seem to be buying games. That I know I'll never play. Really, no. realistically, never play. But I just because it, they're cheap, I just still will buy them anyway. Just think, oh well, I'll have them in my backlog. I might get round to them. I might not. And uh, and I had a little epiphany about a week ago, and I'm thinking, what am I doing? Just sort of this this money just going on games that I'm never going to play. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got over that by buying another game. But um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know how things work across the pond. So this is this might sound very ignorant. So but um surely you guys have Amazon over there, correct? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. So Amazon has a company, I don't know if they're an official subsidiary or not, but like a company called Woot, W O O T. Yep. And like you can get like if you go to Woot, I got this for $10 free shipping. Now I don't know if that like translates over there like that's where my ignorance comes in because it's like i don't know how the economics of their their stuff works for you and uh, but dude ten dollars brand new plus shipping i got it i bought it on xbox and on ps5 and i've just keep showing it off on all the different shows i've been on because i'm like i'm gonna buy all these really crappy games and i'm gonna play them it's gonna that's gonna be my yeah thing. i don't think i don't think woot is over i have seen that game it's been i've seen the cheapest i've seen it's for 15 15 pounds okay. um We've got a um, like a toy, you know, like Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Toys R Us sort of went bust in the UK uh, a few years ago. But Same. there's a similar sort of place t- called Smith's Toys, uh, which is a big sort of multinational chain, and they do everything from kids' toys to to gaming and everything. So um, the cheapest I've seen it is is in there at fifteen fifteen quid. So um, it's still. I don't think it, the thing is that. You, with that game, you probably will have to pick it up because I think it's so poorly rated. I don't think PlayStation would put it on any of the subscription services. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. So this is going to be one of those good those good ones that I'm going to hold on to, and one day it's going to be like a little more valuable because it's like, oh, this thing was they didn't print any more of them because it sucks so bad. But yeah, I'm going to grab that. Uh, I'm going to grab Kong, and I'm going to grab uh, Rocket. Was it um, uh, Rocket City or something like that? Crime? No, Crime. Yeah. 
Yeah, Crime Boss Rock Ace. Crime Bo- yeah, yeah, that one apparently is done really poorly too, rating wise. It so. has, and I do want to play that because that's the one with all the um, all the actors sort of and stuff. In it, yeah, it? So, yeah, um, and um, and obviously the Walking Dead one was the one that's done really. Poorly, yeah, so. yeah. So it's been it's like. <laughs> It's so crazy because we had this historic year of like these great games, and then also we've had all this trash, and it's like yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, I, but the thing is, it's like these these titles. I know I'll probably end up picking, up. And, and my sort of tolerance for for games is very different to a lot of people's. I'm I, I hear on other podcasts or people in communities and, and other groups, and and they'll only play sort of you know the AAA, which is probably the way you do it, probably. To play the triple A games or the best games, yeah, and and I'll pick up anything and play anything and and probably enjoy most of it that I play really realistically. But that's why when you so I'm looking at my list of games I've played and, and I'm missing some massive games that I've never ever. Played. But all the whole Bioshock series, Red Dead Redemption, Dead Space, the series I've never played any of those. And the list goes on. Mass Effect I've never played any of them. But I've played Ice Age, sort of that <laughs> scratchy adventure. <laughs> that's so good Garrett that's where you and I are a lot alike because (laughs) there's so many crap games that I've played and so many that I've like I mean I've been talking a lot recently on like how I didn't play uh, Max Payne 3 until last year (laughs) or the year before I didn't play Bioshock Infinite until then either that same year I played Bioshock Infinite and I do the same thing I've never finished Red Dead I never started Red Dead 2 I never no. finished Grand Theft Auto Five, and I own it on three consoles. <laughs> I, I did. I finished the story on that one. I, I, I must admit, um, but I, that's because. And I go from my list of games. Like at the moment, I've got loads that I've that I've got on the go. But um, and I go go through and I and I, I think, oh, right, this one, this one, this one, and I should I really ought to play like Last of Us. Too. Last of Us is one of my favorite ever games. I've never played Last of Us two. I've never I'm played like, it either. Uncharted, <laughs> Uncharted, one of my favorite series. I'm still stuck on. Uncharted, I haven't played Uncharted 4 or Lost Legacy. And at the moment, I'm, because I'm, I haven't got the trophies from PS4 Uncharted Trilogy, I think right, I'll go back to start number one again and play them all through again. So it's probably about <laughs> 10 years before I get to sort of Uncharted 4. Um, yeah, but so but that's just the way. It's not like I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying what I'm playing, to be honest with you. But it's, um, and I need, maybe next year I'll start, have a list of games of, of high profile games that I want to get around to get around to play. And maybe have a list of maybe four or five that I want to, that I'm definitely going to do. Um, I, I start wonder like, what, you know, if I was to get seriously ill and like think, Oh Christ, like I've, I've ended up sort of wasting my time playing Monopoly Madness and Ice Age. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sort of, and I've sat on last of us too in my, in my sort of, you know, shelf yeah. day one. <laughs> Yes, it's so funny because I'm scrolling through my PSN profiles and I'm like, oh, I got two trophies in Horizon Forbidden West from March. I bought the game, $70, played it for a few hours. I'm like, this is great. Now let me go play some Jackbox and some Rush Hour Deluxe. And (laughs) (laughs) It's nearly getting to that time of year when Pimble comes out again, number three or four months. Yeah. I'm like looking through, and I was like, "Man, I've I played some really great games, but also I played Garlic, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the Jumping well, that, Fries." 
I mean, there's every chance one of them would get into my top five games of the year. You know, when we go, obviously we're going to touch on that later. At the, the rate I'm going, like looking uh, through, if we were picking yeah. our top games of the year based on completion, I'm like, well, I got the jumping yeah. fries, rush hour <laughs> deluxe, I got super pets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was I was scrubbing around. I've had to I've had to. One of the games was Star from Star Wars Battlefront Two. I really love that game, but I finished on January the twelfth. So I thought I can't really put that in. I'm scraping sort of because otherwise I might have to sort of put glittering sword in. I might have to put Peppa Pig as my number five. <laughs> that was so funny. I played on that game, and my what I did was um, it was over the uh, Thanksgiving holiday here in the states, and uh. Kids are out of school for like five-ish days or something like that. Um, and so I was like, my, my my daughter really wanted to watch some horror movies. And I'm like, okay. So I just went through and pulled three or four films out. And you'll like this because you're a film guy. And so I pulled out um, The Ring. Mm, I pulled yeah. out The Grudge. Yeah. And I pulled out The Forest. Now. Yeah. All three of those have uh, their horror movies. They're, they have spooky elements, a lot more focused on tension and some of the weird imagery. Not necessarily a bunch of bad language, no sexuality stuff, and not a bunch of, you know, serious blood and gore. So things that are, you know, in my opinion, this is going to be like maxing out, like scary for the kids, you know, or for, for me and my daughter. So we watched them together and it was so funny because we watched the, um, we watched the ring and then we watched, uh, yeah. the, the grudge and she was like, all right, well, we need to watch, we need to watch some teen Titans or something like a palate cleanser. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so I did remote play from my PS five to my phone and I have, um, one of those razor Kishis. Because I, yeah, yeah. I I haven't found a portal yet. They're all sold out around here, and and the few times yeah, that I saw them go live online, they were sold out, which is fine yeah. because like my wife says she's going to get me one for Christmas, you know. But I just keep looking at them like, man, I can't wait. And so um, I'm I never I never got around to buying a backbone because I got these. Yeah, and so um, you know, I, so we were just playing Peppa Pig. Like, or we, I handed her the controller and I was like, here, play Peppa Pig. It's like, <laughs> it's like a joke, you know? So she played like 30 seconds of it. She's like, this game sucks. And <laughs> so we put in the forest and I, uh, platinum Pe- Peppa Pig <laughs> on my phone watching the forest. <laughs> so for all you freaking haters out there who said that the PlayStation portal serves no purpose, I got news for you. I was able to platinum Peppa Pig and Super Pets remote play while watching TV and watching movies with my, with my family. So you better believe that PlayStation portal is getting some time in this house when I get it, because the thing that's annoying is, and especially with the type of work that I do, my phone's constantly getting messages and emails and all this bull crap. And here I am trying to solve these mysteries and Peppa Pig and I'm getting emails popping up and then I go to scroll them out of the way. And before you know it, I kick myself out. And so, my wife would be so proud of me yeah i have to i have to to turn i have to close the game down if i hear my wife coming down the stairs i quickly back out the game and load a netflix on the just in case because out of embarrassment of what she sees i'm playing like sometimes what's funny is we played a lego game (laughs) a lego game like i mean it's like what are you doing Uh, i'm watching porn (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> all in a panic open up google and search for google yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you're hiding it like you're actually could doing something wrong <laughs> it's like what are you doing yeah. ah, i'm looking at movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a much more socially acceptable thing that i'm yeah, instead exactly. of playing nah man i lean right into it because you know with uh you know we're getting up at the top end of our 30s we're getting ready to reach into our 40s and you know a lot of our friends and our you know people that we all got married at the same time a lot of them are going through their divorces they're on their second and third mm-hmm. husband and wives and whatever and there's a lot of like infidelity and a lot of you know, issues that have come up you know and i always joke i'm like well you know i play video games it's the, it's the worst <laughs> that's what i do you know it's yeah. like yes. and all the time you know my wife's like are you really playing super pets like could be drugs <laughs> i could be at a bar right now yeah i could be running around on you but no yeah. i'm getting trophies and peppa pig what up <laughs> yeah i hear you i hear you so all right well gareth yeah here we are loot rose podcast this is a gaming podcast where we come together uh myself my friends uh people in the industry other podcasters uh comic book artists all the such we get together we talk about video games we talk about films we talk about fun stuff whatever really comes to mind i I really like to keep it light and just kind of see where the conversation goes you and i are getting together because here it is we're getting in december End of 2023, this is probably the second to last uh, rarity update we'll do for 2023. Uh, we'll do this one. We'll do one more, hopefully, maybe the end of the uh, month or beginning of yeah. next month. It will be the, yeah, this will be a penultimate one because obviously the next one we'll probably do will be the, because it's only the end of this month and then it all, fin- it all comes to an end. Yep. So we'll um, so we'll, we'll finish it and then start launch the new world yep. give dates when the new one will be so yeah. yep which will be exciting and so what i want to do is i want to kind of set the stage real fast we're going to get into what we're playing but kind of like here's the housekeeping here's the news for the show so gareth and i are going to get together once or twice a month we're going to talk about the rarity stuff we're going to talk about the community events and i am going to uh, focus more on the rarity event as far as the loot bros is is concerned so we're not going to launch the backlog beatdown five we we might do something like shorter spurts next year, but we're not going to do uh, a new Facebook group for it. We're not going to do a new spreadsheet for it. We're not going to do, you know, like it's not going to be nearly as much of a focus because I think at the end of the day, your event is just as good, if not better. I think what you're doing is just as cool. And I think that the amount of engagement that we're getting um, on your event is essentially the, the people who shot to the top of the backlog beatdown got bored then they just like well, we're just going to focus on the rarity i think the disparity between the top of the backlog beatdown and the bottom of the backlog beatdown is the same thing so far four years in a row and it's like people start off strong in the beginning of the year and then once the the you know the tryhards the overachievers you know get to a, a point where you they you know they can't touch them most people kind of fall off and even if they're still playing games they don't necessarily uh, report their games so what i want to do as far as 2024 goes is i just want to assist you back you up support you in this event contribute in any way that i can because i think that this is a good one for the community and the people that participate the most and contribute the most you know really do kind of focus on that one and then we've also got Zach, you know, pulling up the rear as one does. So as far as 2024 goes, I want the rarity 
you know, event to be um, a bigger community focus. And I think the cool thing is you've, you've, you we got that with the trophy horse. We got that with the loot bros. And then you said you're looking to bring another group of people in. Possibly. Yeah. That might have changed though. Cause I think they've a bit like you having a, so they realized what they were potentially giving up and three out of the four have decided to, to continue with what they're doing. So at the host though. So um i don't so yeah so that might be so i'll probably invite uh because i don't want to make it any too many too much bigger if any if anything at all any more larger than what it what it is because it takes up quite a lot of time but i'll probably invite some of the ones that are um you know interested yeah in, into yeah. it maybe you can grab just a couple of those other hosts and just ha- ha- yeah exactly involve them. yeah and then at least they can talk about it on their show or whatever yeah, turns exactly, into that yeah. so and yeah um so that's kind of what I want to do. I want to focus on your thing this year and we'll do maybe in my head, I'm just thinking out loud, but I've, I've kind of got some ideas written down for the backlog beat down, but like maybe next year we just do shorter, like, Hey, we're going to do three months or a month or, you know, whatever. And just kind of, mm-hmm. kind of do something fun and something that where maybe I can capture people's attention, like focus it. And then we bounce off, give it a break focus it and bounce off give it a break so something that maybe even will tie into the rarity that's like hey here's a little bit of like a bonus like yeah we'll do the back let me down so anyways i just kind of want to put that out there jt the commish has offered to stay on and continue to moderate the backlog beatdown and so like i said i'm not gonna i'm not gonna um completely get rid of it but we're just going to do something different and it ne- won't necessarily be a year long uh thing for next year so uh that being said you know i'm excited to see where this stuff goes now i'll continue to occasionally uh jump into the loot bros leaderboard that's not going to go away that doesn't change if you opt into the leaderboard it is there on true trophies and it's cool man there's some weeks to do it or i see I, especially now that i don't record in the evenings with the crew like I don't log into it near as much, but there's some weeks where I'm like, dude, other people have taken over the leaderboard of people I'd never seen in the top five before, mm. which is pretty wild. So it's pretty cool to see. It, it is. But it, but there's also, obviously, if we, get, if we get together a couple of times a month, there's nothing stopping you having, um, you know, when you're doing your bits with the with other guests and whatnot, yep. is because the leaderboard is always updated. It's always available to everybody from the Facebook page. So you, there's nothing stopping you going in and just having a, a brief five minutes just to, as an update, do you know what I mean, on your own or with your other guests yep. as well, just to see where people are. So that can be, so it can be, uh, keep that regularity going, you know, for people um, more frequent than even just once a month or even or even twice a month. So Absolutely. So we'll definitely, like how you do the yep. yeah. we'll make that happen. That'll be our big focus for, for next year. So uh, with that being said, Gaz, I'm going to let you take the floor. Let's talk about uh, some games that you've been playing recently since the last time yeah. we talked. Okay. So there's probably, um, if, I, if I talk about the last week, really, because there's probably four main games um, that I've been playing. So um, the first of those is um, Back for Blood. Uh, one that I'd started earlier on in the year and completed the, the campaign on that. And there was, I was really struggling with, if you want the platinum on that game, you've got to um, complete all, all four acts on um, Nightmare Difficulty, which um, I got to toward the end of Act 1 uh, and was struggling a little bit with the sort of loadout that I had. I did a bit of research and and I've, I think I've found a loadout 
like a melee loadout, which is phenomenal, really. It makes the game an absolute breeze, really, even on not well, I say breeze, certainly the parts that I've um done so far, I've re I've not had anywhere near as much trouble com completing what well, I think I'm sort of halfway through act two now on Nightmare. So I did the where I've been struggling on act one, the first time I went through it with this new melee loadout was unreal like it was it was first time it was done and it was so i'm just literally swinging a baseball bat and i can do it because i've like maxed out the stamina maxed out the health so every time i hit somebody and defeat like a defeat one of the ridden i'm gaining about three health back oh, wow. and, I'm, and i'm swinging it like i'm swinging in um I don't know. It's like, you know, like if you had a belt in your hand and you just swung a belt round, yeah. that's why I'm swinging this baseball bat round. Like, it's, it's, like, it's just like, it's, it's almost like a helicopter sort of, uh, like, blade sort of just smashing these uh, these zombies. And, um, and then there are also the long grindy trophy is for killing 53,600 ridden in the game, which I've, I've managed to do now um by oh, wow. doing setting up a uh, an afk method so what i did is I, there was a, a room um then one of the levels in act one is you can call when you blow up this um like a uh, like an oil tank it creates a, an infinite horde so what you do is before you do that in the safe room where you purchase some equipment you 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 max out where you've got it it's best to do you where you need one of the dlc characters tala i think her name is because she has the bleed out um, ability, and then you purchase as many um, of the razor wires as you can, and you you position them outside the safe room door. So you've probably got about twenty odd of them. You've called the horde. You go and hide back in the safe room with your team, and uh, as soon as they walk through, because you've got the bleed out, they get through about three razor wires and fall dead. So you can then. Literally, I was getting about six thousand kills an hour. Oh wow! Um, so, but uh, you've got to kind of sort of after you've after about an hour, an hour and a half, the the screen starts glitching out because there's that many on the screen. So you've got to kind of then, to, so it's to stop it crashing, just back out and then start it again. But I did manage to get that after a, a couple of a couple of weekend really of just doing it. So I've now just got to all I've got to do is go through the. Um, the four act, well, the three remaining acts um, on Nightmare, and then that's the platinum for that game. Um, nice, which would be quite a nice one to get. So I've been doing that, although have bailed off it slightly because of two games that I need to uh, finish by certain dates. We're not finished. So the first one of them is Mirror's Edge Catalyst, mm -hmm. which I mentioned to you about. The servers close for that on December the eighth, which is Friday, um, and you, there are two online trophies to uh to to get on that before they close so if you want the platinum on that game you need to get them done by friday in order to get them you have to get to a mission on the main mission it's called uh mischief maker and it's mission four of main story it takes about hour and a half to get there um and once you've completed that one it unloads it unlocks the ability to uh compete against and, and beat user time generated time trials and they're two very basic trophies there take take about two minutes to do once you've got actually to that level game is really really good I'm, i've i played a little bit of mirror's edge when it first came out on the ps3 but never got back into it but this but the mirror's edge catalyst is a it plays really really well i was i'm surprised at how 
that I've not given it a go. Well, I'm not surprised at that because obviously the amount of rubbish I have played, but it's I'm I'm enjoying what I've played with it, and I've so I've literally to this morning got up to that point where I needed to, um, but I'll probably carry on with it, or certainly in, in fits and spurts in, in amongst all the others that I'm playing. Um, the other game that is time sensitive is a game again I've started earlier in the year, which is called El Hijo, and um, it's one that I would hope to have saved the platinum for for the um, for GTTSC next year. Um, however, the last round of um, PS Plus withdrawals from their premium and extra subscription has meant that this game is is bailing from the mm. service on the 19th of December, which means I've got to finish it um, by then if I want the platinum or I've got to sort of purchase it. And I don't really want to purchase it seen as I can do it. And I'm 19 of the 23 trophies through it. Um, it's a good game. It's a stealth game. You play as like a six-year-old kid. His mu- his mu- your mum's been kidnapped and you've got to go through to, the story is, you know, to try and rescue her. Um, but it's a stealth game. So you've got to get through each chapter. Um, it's easier getting through each chapter because the checkpoints are fairly generous. However, the two trophies that are tied to it is um, you've got to get through every level without being caught. So obviously, if you do get caught, you've got to restart the whole chapter again to get that trophy. And there's another trophy for you, what's called an inspiring all the children. So each chapter has uh, between sort of one and five children that you have to get to to and interact with um, to inspire them, and that you have to go out your way to get them. It's not towards the end, you know the natural course you would take just to finish level so the easiest way to doing that is go through the level once uh inspiring doesn't matter if you get caught on each each of those just and then just get inspired them and then at least then you know where you've got to go for your run through and then that only takes a few minutes to go through because you, you, you've got an idea of what the enemies are going to be doing and where they're going to be facing so that's good so I should, i'll have that platinum in sort of within the next week i would have thought i'm, I'm on there's 32 chapters i'm on 24 of that so i was sort of fairly getting towards the end of that and then the final game that i have been playing and really enjoying more so than what i thought i would do but play i started it by accident is um the ps5 version of hybroxia yes it's a good Um, game and i didn't realize when i started the reason i started it was because it was getting close i was on a trophy streak and i didn't want to drop let that up so i thought i'll start hybroxia because i know there's some easy trophies in that to get i saw that as a ps5 version for i'll just download the ps5 one didn't really not realizing that it's a completely different mm-hmm. trophy list and is much harder than the uh than the ps4 one but um i finished the campaign on that on the normal difficulty uh and i've played through the first three levels on hard um and then given a, some of the other modes to go invasion mode and um and various i think rescue mode shield maiden there's about four or five different modes but they, again trophies are attached to them uh, but it is proper bullet hell on hard. It's um, but the the good thing is you you your upgrades of your ship carry over for it. So every time you complete a level, even if you fail a level, your credits still carry over. So you can keep upgrading and upgrading, and eventually um, your ship gets to a point where you're defeating enemies with a couple of couple of shots. But uh, I've heard that from level six onwards, it does really really sort of spike the difficulty. So 
we'll see how we get through. I'm, I've 16 or 49 trophies on that, and, and some of those other modes are difficult in order to get the scores you need in order to get the trophy. So we'll see how we fare on that. Because I think the the platinum on the PS4 version is 87%, whereas on the PS5 it's at 18.59. So big difference between the difficulty on that. Um, and that's that's what I've been playing. That's why that's my last week in gaming, really. Very nice, very nice. So I just tried something different with my mic. I, I, the way I've got my screen set up is I, I was having trouble <laughs> this giant black thing in my face <laughs> trying to trying to see. I was like, because uh, I've got like, um, <clears throat> well, I've got leaderboards brought up. I've got uh, trophy stuff brought up. I got all kinds of stuff. So I was like, man, I, I'm like trying to look at this. Well, I've, the camera's over here, but the screen's over here that I've got you on. I'm like, trying to look at it, but there's this yeah, giant yeah. black thing in my face. I'm like, I'm really, <laughs> that's not my favorite. So, all right, I'm going to talk about three games that I've been playing and uh, three games of varying degree of fun. Uh, so the first one is one I've been playing for the longest amount of time. It is Silent Hill Downpour. This is a game that was on the backlog beatdown list, uh, a game that I put on the backlog beatdown as far as like the bonus list because I needed to finish the game myself. It was one of those games that no matter like... I've owned the game forever and ever and ever, and I just could never bring myself to starting it because it requires attention. Like there are certain games when you play them, they require all of your attention. You can't be multitasking. And I like to multitask while I do a lot of stuff. So uh, with that being said, I put it off, put it off, put it off. And finally I was like, you know what? Now's the time I'm on a run of just cool third person survival horror style games. And this is the next one on the list. So I knocked that one out. I beat it. It started to overstay its welcome, even though I think um, on the internal play clock, I only had about 10 hours into it, maybe 11 hours into it. Is it, is it the Vita game? No, 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 no. no. That it, one is a uh, book of memories or something like that. No, this is the uh, PS3. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't actually, the case <laughs> is over there. I, I'd have to dig it out. I'm not, um, it, but it's the, it's the PS3 one. It's, it's a good game, but it's not a great game. A solid six and a half or seven is kind of where I would rate it. And the reason why is because the actual game mechanics are good. The gameplay is good. And the premise, the story is cool. Now, it's got four endings, and I, I chose one of the worst endings. Um, right. Uh, so, which I, 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 part of me wants to go back and play it again. But, like, I didn't knock out all of the side missions until I passed the point of no return. And I wasn't following a guide on it. I was just in, trying to enjoy the game. and. I got a decent amount of trophies for it, and it is platinumable. Um, it requires three playthroughs, so I could, in theory, do another playthrough, get all the side missions, and then do the final playthrough, which would be without killing anything. I think that's what I can't remember. A anyways, I don't know. But the game runs very poorly. There are several times where the game chugs and the frame rates dip so far. And lag so hard that I've even had the game crash on me. And this is an older game. So the fact that it still runs so poorly. Now, maybe the Xbox 360 version runs better than the PS3 version. Because I know a lot of games during the PS3 lifespan that were multi-platform had a history of running better on one console than the other. Based on that yeah. cell processing architecture and all that bullcrap. So who knows? But uh, Silent Hill Downpour, I beat it. I got the bonus points for the backlog beatdown, but I will not, be, at least in the foreseeable future, go back and platinum it. Now, 
maybe when we're in the middle of like our next trophy competition or something, that might be one to return to because I've already done the first playthrough. So maybe, you know, chipping away at the side missions might be, you know, fun enough points because you know how it is when we're doing the trophy competition, you need to get points. But then a lot of times when you're getting points, you're not necessarily having fun. So you kind of always yeah. want to have that one yeah. game that you're going to go back and play to, so that you feel like you actually had a good time. So this might be one of those, but it runs so poorly. I don't, I don't know. So I'm, I'm kind of indifferent on it. Now, the next game I've been playing is a PlayStation plus extra and premium game. That was a day one launch into the service and it's called tear down. Have you seen that yet? I have seen it. I've not played it, but and I've seen quite a few people on my friends list are playing it, and I've seen videos of it, and it does. It looks, looks it's pretty fun. Good. It's a lot of fun. So Paxton and I've been playing it together. It's one player, um, but it's kind of like the opposite of Minecraft. So if you Minecraft is about exploring and you know figuring out the world and then crafting and building things, tear down is about breaking yeah. things and tearing things down. Okay. And it has more mission structure. So you're kind of dropped into a sandbox and it's like, here's your objectives and you need to figure out how to stage up these objectives to, to escape the, the level. So one of the levels that was a little more difficult in my opinion, because we weren't really, we didn't understand what we were getting into. We didn't understand what this game really was, was, um, you had to uh, steal these like alarm systems. You had to go in this, yeah. you know, break through this level, and you have to essentially destroy a path to where you can go to three different areas, grab these alarms, these these things on the wall, and then you have to escape before the police get to you. Now, that's not what I expected this game to be at all. I had no idea. It's, it's, um, it's a heist yeah, game. Yeah, essentially. It? It's yeah, it's like it's a heist game. Yeah. Um, so if you if you if you imagine like um, Minecraft, uh, Thief Simulator, yeah. and then uh, Red Faction Guerrilla, where you could destroy everything with your sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. Now, yeah. bigger items, you know, like uh, our bigger structures, like brick structures, you can't necessarily break with your with your sledgehammer. So you got to go drive a vehicle through a wall, you know, to get a crane and knock a wall, get a forklift, and and so we're we're laughing, we're having a good time, we're tearing stuff up, we're breaking vehicles, and we unlock the blowtorch. So now we can go through and cut through steel with a blowtorch. And one of the trophies after you unlock a certain level is to go into the sandbox mode and then sink a yacht. So yeah, we spent way too much time sinking this yacht because we didn't have dynamite. We didn't have rockets. So we didn't have any of the things that apparently are unlockable eventually. So we take yeah. this blowtorch and we get on this yacht and we're just just burning holes through it. And we set all the, the wood on there on fire. So the thing's burning and I take the blowtorch and I essentially cut like a, like a path halfway through the yacht. And then I go and get in another boat and I drive the boat through it. Just kind of trying. It was ridiculous. Like we were doing some grand theft auto style, ridiculous stuff uh, to complete our objective. But one of the missions we just finished yesterday was we had to break into this place and steal their the safe and throw the safe into the ocean. And <laughs> so it's just okay. it's cool. So the game's fun. Um it looks really cool. What's the platinum look like? Um let me pull it up right here. It is I want to say it was like twenty something percent. I could be wrong. No, okay. no, no, I lied. Wrong game. Uh four percent on PSN profiles. 
wow. It's that ultra is rare right now. Oh, yeah, it's 4.66. Which one was I looking at that was 20? It was something I just looked at that was 20, but. Uh, oh, humanity. Sorry. I downloaded the two. They're right beside each other on there. Humanity is 28%. Yeah. I started that game yesterday. Okay. I wasn't planning on talking about it. I started that game yesterday and I like immediately didn't like it and deleted it before I yeah. played. I got any trophies. Okay. But uh, it's a lemmings type game, isn't it? Yeah. Is that not for me. That? Not for me. Maybe one day, but not for mm. me. I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I played a little, like, I didn't even get the first trophy because I started the game. I was like, wait a second. I don't like the presentation. I don't like what I'm doing. I'm out. <laughs> so, okay. um, and then the last game I want to talk about is a Vita game that I'm having an absolute blast with. Now, I don't have it down here, Gareth, because I left it beside my bed. Uh, but I posted in the Discord and I posted in the Facebook group. Now, you know me. I'm a Vita collector. I picked up yeah. my 12th Vita yeah. this week. And with that 12th Vita came a, the, the Japanese uh, L2, or excuse me, L3, R3 uh, remote play grip. So if you're, okay. if for all the Vita players and Vita collectors out there, this is a specific grip that released in Japan, but like we were importing it like crazy over here in the States because it's amazing. It has these really cool pressure pads inside the grip and on the like the grip itself the vita sits in it it locks in with like this little clip that goes on top and it's got this really thick and really cool um you know just uh the paddle essentially you know it fits it's really big it fits in your hand really well it's it's very uh ergonomic and it you have the the triggers on the actual vita are accessible and then it has l2 r2 triggers that yeah. push like these little pads to the back touch on the Vita. And then in okay. the back of the grip itself, it has L3 R3 triggers. So you have an additional set of triggers, um, almost like how people, people add paddles to like the scuff controllers and stuff. So, yeah. so that was part of the bundle and that's a Vita item that's been on my Holy grail list. Like I don't have this and I really want it. Uh, so that, you know, I made this deal this week. Uh, I'm making a video on it. Yeah. You know, eventually maybe it'll go this week or next week. Um, but it was cool, man. This freaking grip is so awesome. And then they resell they're, they're, they're worth some coin, dude. It's like a hundred to $150 loose for these grips. And it's oh, wow. for the, it's for the, uh, slim Vita. So it's awesome. This thing yeah. is super smooth, super slick. And so I, I, I got this grip and I'm like, well, I, I want to try a game out that's going to benefit from it. Now, I didn't choose wisely, but the game I'm playing, I've had so much fun with that I just haven't taken it out of the grip. And I just been, it's been beside my bed. So I've been playing Earth Defense Force 2 on the Vita. Now, I've only popped one trophy, <laughs> but I've got six hours into the game. And this, trophy list is ridiculous like i think i'm gonna go for the platinum um but it's gonna be like this mega grind like it's a 1.25 ultra rare and you need 350 hours to get that platinum oh wow and it's 15 playthroughs and it's a 7 out of 10 difficulty 15 is it a strategy game um oh no you know what there's online playthroughs i might be that might not be possible. I don't see where it's shut down. Well, actually, I'm, I can't see the whole view. I might be uh, lying to you guys. It might not be available anymore. Either way, um, no, it's a third-person shooter. 
a horde. It's like you, it? it's okay. a horde mode. You kind of drop in. It says the servers are still up. They're just super dead as of a year ago. Which which one is it called? Earth Defense, Defense Force 2? 2. On the Vita? Well, it seems that there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a ton of these games. And you got a ton of them for Plus as well. Like you just got one of the one of the most highly reviewed ones was Iron Rain. That's on PS4. We have that for Plus or Premium right. or something like that. Um, but so the cool thing about this game is you're, it's a third person shooter. You're dropped into an area like Tokyo. It's, it, it's very reminiscent of like the kaiju games, like Godzilla and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, yeah. War of the Monsters or whatever. And so you're dropped into this this area, and you're just this little EDF uh, character, and there's three different characters you can choose from. You choose your loadout, and you just go kill giant bugs. Like immediately, you're first you're killing ants, then you're killing spiders, then you're killing like hornets and stuff like that. And then you know you eventually make it to the boss fight. The boss fight was this Godzilla looking kaiju creature. So I'm playing the game on easy, right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to play. And I've got multiple copies of this game too, so I could essentially play with my son for these online trophies. Um, yeah, I could actually boost them myself because right here it says heal another player, um, send ten chat messages, send yeah. So who knows? We'll see. As I'm scrolling through, I'm like, ooh, I can get some of these. Uh, but the uh, you, you run through this this area and the objective is going to be kill all the monsters, you know. And the all of the buildings are destructible too. So like you can get like a main weapon, sub weapon. My sub weapon's usually some sort of rocket launcher or missile launcher, and I'm just constantly just blowing up buildings trying to get to all these animals or all these creatures. You kill the creatures, you start the next level, and it's just just dozens and dozens and dozens of levels because you simply drop in like I, I i fought multiple different types of ufos last night and there's these war of the world style like alien robot things or whatever but it's just dumb yeah. fun it's just seriously dumb fun this is the perfect podcast game this is the perfect game you play while you're watching a movie while you're watching a tv series like you i just I just put it on easy and I'm just playing while my wife and I are watching the show intervention. Have you ever seen that? Well, they do the interventions for drug addicts. No, I haven't seen the program. I know what you're talking about. I know know the type. I think your wife. So I've been watching intervention with her and it is a train wreck. It's like, you can't look away from it. It's so bad, but we've been watching intervention and I just been playing earth defense force. And so, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a dumb fun. It, the first couple of times I played them, I didn't, it didn't really resonate with me. It didn't really like click with me. And then now the more that yeah. I've, I'm playing it, the more I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I kind of want to just sink into these games because I don't have to think about it, you know? Like now, sure. When you get on the harder difficulties, so I got to the first boss fight and I beat the boss on easy and it was super easy. So I kicked it up to normal and then it was still easy mm. and then i kicked it up to hard and he killed me a couple times yeah. but i just changed my loadout and then boom got him now i'm on hardest and um he keeps killing me like i'm getting what seems like i'm getting I'm, I'm getting to the end and then he keeps killing me so um it's uh, i was just reading on there that if you um have a second Vita and a, and a second copy of the game. Even if the servers were to shut down, you can still get the do ad hoc mode. Ad hoc mode, yeah. Yep. So. 
Well, I've got plenty of Vitas and I've got two copies of the game <laughs> because this game, this game came with my, my most recent Vita. Okay. Excellent. So that's just me, man. That's, um, those are the three main games I wanted to talk about. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty good. Excellent. That sounds, uh, that sounds good. Um, I've not, I've had a total miss, uh, representation in my head of what earth defense force was i thought it was some kind of strategy game to be honest nope it's a third person shooter mindless entertainment and uh i know you've got a vita you might even have this game Mm. um you might have gotten this game as a download i'm I'm not sure but yeah but it's definitely it's something fun um again it's uh that 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 platinum when i saw that that was 350 hours I, i immediately kicked off of it but then i'm like you know what this is like one of those wild grindy games that I think yeah. that I could totally just, I could totally just do this. And then as I'm looking at the multiplayer stuff, I might even be able to get those today. I might be able to just sit there and boost them and just get that out of the way. So, but that's pretty cool. So now yeah. you had pitched the idea of us kind of talking about some of the top five games that we've played mm. this year. And then jumping into kind of like the rarity update. I know you said the, a lot of positions didn't change. So yeah. I'm going to pitch to you that we go back and forth. You throw a game out, one of your top five, I'll throw yeah. one of mine. And then we'll see if we have any honorable mentions. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, um, so do you want me to start then? on the Sure, go one? ahead. Okay. So obviously these are going to be very different. These are obviously only games that I played. So they're sort of to my taste um i'm not expecting everybody to to go and i'm sort of judging it not only by the quality of the game but also by how much fun i've had doing the game you know so um and so the first one i'm going to start off i'm going to go from five to one on mine because i know the order that i would choose so in five is dangerous golf which is a game that it was on, still on. I think it still is. Yeah, it still is on on PS Extra. Um, I've actually got one trophy away from the platinum. It's one that I'm saving. It's a it's a really it's an ultra rare trophy, uh, about one percent, maybe even lower than that, um, to actually uh, for the platinum. But it's um, a really addictive game. Um, it's almost like one of those you know, just one more to go, just one more go, just one more go because mm-hmm. you want to, you want you know to try and improve your score. To, so, and I've put some hours into that, some serious hours, but also had a lot of fun doing it. Um, admittedly, you've got to, in order to get the platinum, you've got to pay for it twice because you've got to do it for you, the, the main campaign, but you've also got to do the co-op mode as well. So, to, uh, and the only good thing with co-op mode is, to in order to get the platinum with the story, you have to get sorry with the main campaign, you have to get every. Um, level done uh, earning a platinum medal on it and that can be quite challenging on some of them with the co-op mode you only have to get gold so it's it's quite significantly easier doing the co-op mode than it is with the the platinum the main campaign um and i've teed it up just right for what i need left to get it's just one level that i know i need to do and it's just a very simple one that i need to get but um yeah, I've had a, a real good time. Real, really enjoyed it playing. Um, I know it's not for everybody, um, and it's not, certainly it's only made by a small team, small small team developed. Um, I think it's I want to say Team Seventeen, but I might be wrong. I might be wrong. 
Um, but it's I recognize every time it loads up, I recognize the uh, the name of the the, the publisher. Oh, sorry, developer, and and they say their like their picture comes up and it says it's only like a team of about 17 people or 12 people or something yeah so in it three fields three entertainment field. that makes yeah three fields yeah. entertainment so they used to be yeah. from criterion that's right yeah because they used to make the burnout games yep. and then they did their own version called dangerous driving which is a game i've got but not played um same <laughs> so uh and they also did the game danger zone and danger zone 2 which i've dropped sort of did beat both of those two as well but uh no i'd uh, like I think yields plattered this game as well. Um, as I said, it's it's not certainly not an yeah one point one three is the platinum rarity on it. So it's, a, it's certainly not a, um, a a walk in the park. But but I've had a lot of fun doing this, and that sort of did enough to make the uh, my top five. Heck yeah, heck yeah. So I've got several, and I don't have them in any order. So I'm just going to go down the list. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Gungrave Gore. Now, this was a fun game. This is a game that the cover art spoke to me that, like, I kind of wanted to get my hands on it. I watched one of the little trailers on the PlayStation Network. Thought the game looked cool. Kind of reminded me of, like, a Devil May Cry style game. And I was like, man, I want to play this. Put it in. It's not Devil May Cry, but it's in that same vein of stylish action. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, not a game I think I'll go back and get the Platinum on. I think if I remember correctly, that Platinum looked a little intimidating. Let's see. I'm bringing it up now. It was like 20 hours, three playthroughs, five out of 10 difficulty, so maybe not so bad. Uh, but I beat the game one time through and enjoyed it. I can't I'm trying to look now to see if there was something that... Because I did play on hard, and I was like, this isn't terrible. I probably just need to build it up a little bit. So, no, it just looks kind of grindy from here. So maybe this is a game that I'll go back and platinum during the uh, next Trophy War because it's only a 14, yeah. 14%. Yeah. I'm looking at it now because I remember, I actually, when I saw you playing it, because obviously for the rarity update and um, it it made me look at the trailer and I, I thought this would be a game that I would end up <coughs> playing at some stage. Um, yeah. it, it looked enjoyable. It was fun. It was a fun game. So I don't... Uh, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I don't think it overstayed its welcome. I, I think it was pretty straightforward and it's fun. And if you can time your combos and you can kind of b- use your abilities to kind of keep you keep going, there was a difficulty spike towards the end on some of the laser enemies, like enemies that shoot friggin' these almost like sniper style lasers at you. They were super annoying. Um, the earlier stages were much more fun, but it was just a little more manageable. Like, the, the enemy types kind of get, I guess, if there's a, there was something annoying, it would be the enemy types. And I felt like the final boss was just kind of whatever. I don't think he was anything great. There was a couple good boss fights in there, but the final boss, I don't remember being being very great. But yeah, so uh, Gungrave Gore, a game that I purchased physically. And then this the next month we were given on PlayStation yeah. Extra. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay, very good. Uh, next for me is, um, I mentioned it already, it's a game that I've been playing, in, and that's been for Blood. Um, I know it got, <coughs> didn't, wasn't received particularly well when it first came out, was it, I think, from uh, memory. Um, and I hadn't really, because I think it was supposed to follow one, is it Left for Dead, wasn't it? It was supposed to be a mm-hmm. sort of spiritual successor to that, and 
they did sort of make a number of updates over the time. I think they've done a lot of work on it, to be fair, um, and new updates. They've made, to be fair, they made the Platinum easier than what it was, I think, originally. Uh, the DLC also helps the, uh, if you've got that, helps the Platinum. Um, because I think you can go, you can almost like bypass certain parts of the level by entering these hives that they call the hives that you can only access through the DLC. But um, uh, part of the reason it was fun is because we had a, a regular group of four of us that were running it. And it was, uh, we were, we'd sort of hook up usually on a, every Thursday evening, all sort of all in the same time zone. And we'd sort of run it for two or three hours. And it was a really good time. Um, it's it's fun there's just mindless just killing zombies in many different ways that, that you can um good boss fights um can be frustrating at times if you it's very much um looking for you to work as a team if you're going to be going off as an individual you're going to be really struggling in it so that's you do need to sort of be especially if you're playing online with others uh, i think it's easier if you, if you're doing it as a single player experience because your your ai um are pretty useful and i think you've played back for blood haven't you we've played it a little mm -hmm. bit and you get damage you get the um obviously your health goes down and i think if you hit depending on what hits you you can't regenerate all of it i can't think what it's called trauma damage um so your ai though don't take any trauma damage so that makes a big difference. So they're constantly sort of able to revive you, even Sweet. and it takes a lot for them to go down, you know. So um, the other good thing about it is if, which I found out recently, is if you are playing as a single player, you go down and you look as though the rest of your team are going down and not being able to recover you. Because if you can quickly turn it off turn the game off before you get the mission failed screen and reload in it take you reload back into that on your same run at the same chapter you so that makes it sort of quite significantly easier but i've had a lot of good a lot of fun playing that uh it's up there as the um you know my top five games that i've played this year sweet 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 so this next one i want to throw out there um another one for the uh ps plus premium this time it was a super stardust portable so this one i platinum the ps4 and ps5 versions playstation premium has focused a lot on psp games and i think that's awesome playing some of these games that maybe i didn't play a ton of on psp or i played and loved on psp with trophies has been so freaking cool and this is a housemark game super stardust I think we ended up getting Super Stardust Ultra on PS3, I believe, yeah. with trophies at one point in time. Uh, but Super Stardust Portable is a much easier, much more manageable Platinum. And <laughs> just a all-around fun game. If you're listening to the show and you're like, oh, I've never played a Super Stardust game. Essentially, it's like the war. you're, you're a little chip. Uh, it's like, a, I guess, a space shooter. You know, you're, if you played, a, what was that other game they put out on PS4? Oh, um, Resogun. Resogun. So essentially, the, where Resogun kind of found its, I guess, origins of Resogun, because you know the you're, it's like a planet, like a like a sphere that's constantly spinning, and you're just navigating on top of it, 
and there's enemies there. So you can essentially go around the entire sphere and come back to some enemies that you had already started with, maybe some power-ups that you missed. And it's just, it's a fun little shooter, little shmup. And it's just, it's just a solid good game. Um, not a crazy hard platinum, not a super long game, just, just fun. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I like these shmups, these uh, space shooters occasionally. I like to use them to break up, you know, kind of what I'm playing or whatever. <laughs> and there were several, I'm just kind of looking at my list of Platinums this year, which is not the most admirable list <laughs> of Platinums one can have. <laughs> uh, but it just, uh, you know, that was kind of one of those that I threw in there occasionally. And I was like, man, this is a lot of fun. So 60 cent per percent platinum completion on PSN profiles and uh, for the PS4 version and 56% on the PS5 version. And there's only one trophy that's actually kind of difficult. The rest of them are super simple, uh, but it was good. It was a good time. And if you have uh, PlayStation plus premium, it is a must play. Like that's just a, that's just a no brainer. Give it a shot. And it, 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 to me, it's like, it's a good representation of a house mark shooter, like space shooter, but without being house mark difficult. Because after Superstar is portable, I felt like their games got more and more difficult as they came out. I just feel like they just yeah. continued to get harder. No, it is good. I, I second that, and it's um, I think it is made easy because you on the PS4 and five version, you've got the rewind feature, haven't you? As well. Oh yeah, yep. Which makes it a lot easier. Um, yep. That's good. Um, next for me is a is a game that is no longer platinumable, if that's a word, but um, which is Knockout City. Um, obviously, the service shut for that earlier this year. Um, I think around April time it was when it closed down, and no June time I think it was, and I started it in April, and I'd sort of given it a go when it first came out on as a trial, and. Couldn't really get into it, and then decided to play it uh, when the Analytica server shut down. And man, I really, really, I loved this game. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I didn't even boost it. I got the platinum from playing because a lot of people were boosting, and uh, and sometimes you drop into a game and you could see people just sort of like throwing a ball at each other. Catch it. I say didn't boost it. I, I think I've had a couple of sessions just on specific, like see, I think you had to get a thousand catches or a thousand assists and stuff, but. For the most part, I was playing it genuinely and um, just finding games and and and, sc- uh, and pretty much earned the platinum ninety five percent of it just from playing it legitimately. And, um, and it's a bit of a shame that these live service games. Obviously, Sony are trying to go down this direction, and uh, I know that they've announced that they're going to be reducing, or certainly the number that they want to release over the next couple of years, um, but. You have to have the content there to to be able to to do it, and and if you haven't got, and that's where Knockout City suffered from. It's it's if you haven't got that pull, pretty much instantly, then you're going to struggle because there have been so many instances of where where these live service games have struggled. Rocket Arena was one. They've given away several, haven't they? Sort of on, on plus and whatnot. But um, the other the other thing is the you know I think the encouraging adding trophies in as well is is one way to get the community to sort of keep keep dipping their toe in and that's one thing i, I wish they did with rocket league to be honest with you keep adding more trophies in because there's um that will always it will grip that sort of part of the 
the people that want to sort of do it, it will keep pulling them back in. And they're missing a trick, I think, a little bit in that. But yeah, I find it really good online multiplayer. I do, I do like certain online aspects. Um, but at the time, but I can only have one on the go at a time. I can't be playing. I can't be going right. I need to spend an hour on knockout arena because I need to do X amount of challenges to yep. get this trophy, and then I've got to spend another hour on another game because I've because you know I just don't have the time to be able to sort of mixing around. So their idea of launching X amount of live service games, they must know that they're all not going to stick. And if they can get maybe one or two to stick, then that's probably good enough for them in terms of their investment. But um, but because uh, it's like that, um, is it the Evil Dead game? Evil Dead, and then they've announced. Yep, Evil it's, Dead. There's a there's a. Uh... Well, there's Friday the Thirteenth, Dead by Daylight, Evil Dead, and um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Isn't yep, it? That, they're yep, all that's... they're all very similar, and I know that Evil Dead has said, well, is it what is it? Friday the Thirteenth servers are off or, or going off, is it? And then Evil Dead, they've said that they're not going to be creating any new content for that um and you know at what point do you people could only have a certain amount of time they only have a, a finite amount of time to invest in these things you know and um and they can't do you know that i think they'd be better served sort of putting more money into their single player campaigns personally um than just going all in on these live service ones but um yeah that's just me I think that for the people that they apply that like that appeals to, you know, that's, that's cool. I I haven't found one f- for me yet that like works and, but I mean, I'm open to, I would love to have as much as I, okay. I'm of, I'm of two minds with live service stuff. Cause I'm like, icky gross. No, I don't want that. But also like, yeah, sure. I'd love to have a live service game that like called me to it you know what i'm saying like man i, I just i want to play another round i want to do this again you know i want to give them my money i want them to take advantage yeah. of me but i haven't had one stick for me just yet and so uh it would be you know i'd love for them to come up with something in the playstation ecosystem that was just like yep that's my game i gotta i gotta, I gotta play it I gotta get my levels I gotta get my gear I gotta yeah. get my I, I gotta get my battle pass because um, I, I mean, I guess the closest thing I play right now to a live service game is Marvel Snap on on mobile. Yeah, and I love that game. I have a blast. My all my kids are playing it, and they would just listen to them creating decks and coming up with new strategies, and like uh, it's fun. And then my kids will make they'll make strategies up, right? And they're like, "Dad, you should try this," or "Dad, let me make you a deck," and. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm assuming from what I've heard that Marvel Snap is like Hearthstone. And, you know, all the cards have abilities. Each lane has attributes to it, you know, and it's it's random lanes each. Yeah. Oh, oh, so I just hit my microphone. And it's a lot of fun. And and so, but I, I still haven't been motivated to buy the Battle Pass. Now, my son's bought one once. And my oldest and my youngest have both. They've each bought one. And so for me, I'm not there yet, but I could see, you know, a month come up where it's like the cards that they're offering or, you know, the variants that they're offering speak to me. So, yeah, I guess I can see the appeal and and I like this game enough to play it every day or almost every day. 
And so like right now, my kids and I have a challenge. This has nothing to do with the game mechanics or what the game offers, but um, it's to to first person to save up 10,000 credits in the game. Yeah. Would you get credits for completing missions? And what's funny is, like, you need to use your credits to upgrade your cards, to upgrade your level so you can unlock variants and new cards, right? Well, I'm kind of like a creature of habit. Once I have a deck that I like, that's all I play. I don't change it unless the mission tells me I have to change it. So for me, buying new cards and getting new upgrades and stuff, that doesn't make a difference to me. I got my deck and I'm not changing it. And I've only changed my deck twice, really. So... Um, so right now we're all at about 5,000 credits a piece yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're, and we're racing. So, it, so it'd be yeah. cool, I guess, if something like that did exist that appealed to me. I'm not adverse to them. It's just that I only have time for one at a time. Right. And, and, um, and I said, knockout city took a lot part, big part of time. I really enjoyed it. I've made a point post and I've, I've played the tutorial of, of evil dead and, and that looks a really good game actually, to be fair. Um, and, I may well get into that once I've just knocked a couple of these ones that I am playing out at the moment, but these time sensitive ones that, but I don't mind having one on the go all the time until I'm, until I'm done with it, you know, and then, and then I'll move on to the next one. Cause I was looking at, is it the Robin Hood one, Hood Outlaws? Yeah, I hear that's another one. So yeah. Um, And I played Evil Dead. I bought it. I played it one time, (laughs) one or or one sitting, you know, and um, it was cool, but, you know, Dead by Daylight, I enjoy, you know, I don't enjoy it enough, even with the Resident Evil characters in there and the Silent Hill characters in there. I don't enjoy it enough to yeah. sink my life into it. But if my kids came home today and they said, Dad, we're going to platinum Dead by Daylight, I'd be like, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one's pretty close, I guess, as far as a live service game that I would be interested in. But it doesn't necessarily. It doesn't function like the other ones do. That one no. can be pay to win because if you don't buy the newest villain, you might actually be at a disadvantage until things are nerfed and balanced out. So I, I don't know. It, uh, there's some good stuff out there. I'm, I'm, I don't hate it, but I, I'm just it, like you said before, with all those live service games coming out, you know, guys like us, we only have time for one if we have time for one. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly I, right. who, who's going to play uh, Stroke the Animals if uh, if I'm? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I just read an article um, about a whole new wave of cheap platinums that are busting uh, through. On the way, <laughs> so Trick could be all over that. So <laughs> I'll ask him about them. All right, my next game. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chant. Now, this is a game you guys have heard me talk oh, about yeah. on the podcast. Third person. Uh, I don't want to say survival horror, but third person, maybe psychological horror is probably the best way to put it. Uh, Not a difficult game, but really cool story. Really great atmosphere. Amazing, like top tier sound design. Um, Doesn't overstay its welcome. Fun game. Like I really, really enjoyed it there. The color palette in the game was really cool too. A lot of these horror games can focus on the brown, the gray, the blood, the doom and gloom. And this game is kind of the opposite. It's going for a realistic tone, uh, but also with a large pops of color, like the actual infected in the enemy um, really does manifest color. And it's just so cool. This game was just oozing with style and just care and personality. Like I just really hope that this company gets another 
game or two or ten like under their belt because they, it was it was awesome. One of the best games I played this year, and it spoke to my interest obviously, but also it played on the religious the religious cult factor. Mm. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool too because there's this yeah you know, this this cult they're meant they're playing with these stones these essential oils and crystals and all this stuff and so they kind of borrow from all the things that we've all been exposed to in some form or fashion even if it's just we know that one person that's all about energy and aura and oils and you know uh you know whatever the hippie stuff they've and, normally got a dream catcher as well and they're hanging up in their window yeah 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 we all know that one person so and uh it's really cool man it plays on a lot of that stuff and um it's just a it's a good game and in the same vein of like your laura croft um like your your female protagonist that has to overcome incredible odds that maybe she wasn't really built for this, but she pushes through and becomes a just her character art was really well done. You didn't have to sit there and tell me a, a thousand times she's tough uh, because she she showed she was tough and and, and they did it in just a good it's a good way. It's a, a solid story that was just fun to interact with and I enjoyed it. And, and you could go as deep as you wanted. There were so many um, there were so many uh, files and diaries and things where you could just really dig and in deep into the lore, and that's what that's one of the things I love about these horror these style horror games is like there's a world built, there's a world written, and you can stay surface level and just push through the story and get it and have a good time, or you can dive deep, read all the supplementary material. And have a good time too. Yeah. So well, I think like probably the best example of that is control, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> Just thousands, thousands of pages of Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the chant. That's a, a game I can't recommend enough. That's a game that uh um I will I'll remember that one for a long time. That's going to go on the shelf of just like sleeper hits that I wasn't prepared to enjoy as much as I did. Yeah. It is on my um wish list, you know, on the PlayStation. It is on there. So, That's a good one. Um, so the next one for me is again it it launched on um, PlayStation Plus Extra. Um, so probably number two. This is number two for me, and that's Snake. Uh, it was. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this game. It was something very different, very narrative driven. Um, albeit, I think the story. Um, I wouldn't say confusing or whatever. They just wasn't there. The story wasn't the greatest part of it. The, the gameplay it looked looked stunning. Um, the gameplay was really really good. The characters in it, that you, the people you come across, it was very well done. Um, I just had a, had a real, and it didn't outstay. It was welcome. The, the tie, I think it was sort of six hours maybe to to complete um, with everything. You know, taking your time doing it. Um, to get the platinum, you needed to do the speed run, um, which was maybe I think it was you had to do it in an hour and a half or something on the speed run on that. Um, but once you knew where you were you were going, you were you were okay because uh, I think it did it chapter by chapter that you could sort of uh, you knew what sort of time you needed to be at um, by a certain element, and I think I, I ended up doing it with about six minutes to spare. Um, but obviously that's now left the service um 
but I would highly recommend sort of anybody um, playing that one. It was I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, made number two on my list. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah, that's what's up. Now, the next ones I'm kind of torn on because there's games that were great and there's games that I just had fun with. And whichever I pick from this point on doesn't necessarily represent the quality of game. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say Killzone Liberation is my next game. This is another PSP title ported to the uh, PlayStation premium service. This is a yeah. game that I played on the PSP Go. Now, I own the PSP disc copy. I own. I have a sealed copy, I believe, and an open copy. Never once played it on the PSP. Uh, when I got my first PSP Go a few years back, it was downloaded on there. And I remember laying in the bed with these giant friggin' hands, <laughs> this tiny little PSP. <laughs> I slide the screen up, and the buttons and the stick are even closer together. So my, I'm just like knuckling it. <laughs> and I just remember sitting there, I mean, got all kinds of pain in my thumb <laughs> playing <laughs> this game. But it's so freaking good. Like, it's such a good game. It's a top down isometric kill zone game. Yeah, you know, kill zones are usually okay. first person shooter. Yeah. And um it's just so good. Like it's so freaking good. And I had a blast with it and actually I think I took both versions. I could be wrong. Let me see. Um let me type in kill zone real quick. I think I got both versions primed to the platinum. Uh, I yeah, I think you said you did have yeah. I know I at least have one of them primed. Uh, of course, it wouldn't. Of course, it's not loading whenever I try to try to bring it in there. Let's just do percent. But yeah, so I'm definitely, uh, definitely, really, really, um, really enjoy that game. Like I just, I can't. I can't say it. Kills and Liberation PS5. I'm down to the last couple trophies on that one. And I just had a blast with it, man. Like, it's just, it's just so much fun. Like, it was one of those games that hit at the right time. It got a little bit of nostalgia hit off of it just because I played it on yeah. the PSP, but I never finished it. And that was one of those games that I just felt really good about being able to play. So, definitely, definitely one of those that I, I look back on my list and I'm like, man, that was a good time. That's one of those. I enjoy having stuff like that. And I think that's where the majority of my value from PS plus premium comes from. And you and I talked mm. before you actually sent over a list one day and you're like, here's five or six games that I played off of extra and premium that justified the price of the entire mm. thing. And I was like, you know, you're right, dude, because the handful of games, I, mean, I just keep calling out games that I beat on that service, you know, that I've played on that service. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could justifiably, if I wasn't so addicted to buying video games, I could justifiably just exist yes. on premium and, and have plenty to play. So definitely. Uh, yeah. I, I, no, I completely agree. For me, it's, I know people talk about the recent price increases of, of plus and whatnot. And, uh, and I understand it's, it's, completely down to that individual what they see how much value they get out of it and uh, but for me because of the way that i play is I, I because i haven't played i tend not to buy the latest releases because i've learned my lesson over time that i'd never get around to to playing them 
a lot of the games that come out of sequels and because i haven't played the the original or the first or the second in that series there's no point in me buying the third one in that series because i until i get around to playing it so for me and and because i'm open to play in such a wide diverse range of games both in terms of the the genres and and quality um there's games that i get i look at an, an extra and and people will turn those up at and and not have any interest in playing whereas for me it's man i don't have that game um that's 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 a bonus for me. if i don't have a game i'm happy without and that's how I, that's my attitude towards the ps plus essential i don't care what the game is if i don't have it I'm glad to have it now in my in my library because one day I'll probably will get around to playing it and uh, and the list of games that I think it was about 23 games I've played over the last 12 months from extra and premium um, and essential. So for me, divide that cost by 23 or whatever it is, and um, you know it's fully paid for itself. You know twice over, maybe even three times over. You know the games I've got on the go at the moment: the Messenger, El Hijo, Back for Blood. They're all Ice Age, although I don't want to admit. <laughs> Pepper Pig. They're four games that I'm on the go at the moment that I'm waiting to, to finish. Dangerous Golf is another. That's five that you know that I've played this year that uh, you know I probably wouldn't have bought, but I've en- enjoyed playing nonetheless, and, and that justifies the cost of me. So yeah, I'm just looking now. DC Super Pets, Peppa Pig, <laughs> Gungrave Gore. <laughs> kill zone super stardust i mean that's five games right there that like uh werewolf the apocalypse that was on there at one point in time yeah, i bought yeah, that I one that so yeah that's a that's a heck of a i mean that right there six games off the rip that's just totally worth playing uh, twisted metal i got the uh platinum on twisted metal for ps4 and then i've got yeah. i've primed up the ps5 version i've almost got the platinum on it and then you playing tear down now as well. Yeah, playing tear down as well. So yeah, it's just the list keeps on growing. So premium has good value, man. Especially again, you and I are very similar in the fact that we like to play a multitude of games. So I'm never going to be the guy who just plays two or three games a year, plays the triple A bangers and stuff like that. I'm not your Call of Duty sports guy. Uh, I'm going to make a list of a hundred games I'm going to play, and then I'm going to go buy a hundred other games and play those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. All right. What? Um, my so yeah. Top on my number one is um, is a game that I started in 2022, but didn't get through the majority of it. So I got through the majority in 2023, and that is a AAA game, and that's uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and that is a, a phenomenal, um, really, really good game, and um, and I sort of again. PS Plus Extra is where I've ended up getting it from. Um, so, you know, that was a, a really, really good experience. I've I've obviously got the Platinum. I'm, I, was, I was playing for the DLC. I've sort of hung back on the DLC a little bit just because it's the online stuff, you know, with the, you've got to play through, I think, the 10 different sort of missions. And I, th- I think that would be more fun doing it with somebody else that I knew rather than sort of just randoms jumping, hopping mm-hmm. in and hopping out. Uh, and I haven't found anyone yet sort of wanting to do that just yet. So um, um, I'd like to get it done at some point, but um, we'll see. But no, that for me, I think everyone, a lot of people would have played that. So take, I don't need to spend too much time on it, but the, the, the style, the art, the sort of, 
um, the, the storyline, the artwork, the sort of everything about it was was top notch. It was the, the the controls on it as well, sort of the animations, you know, the, the, of how varied it could be, you know, by changing your stance as well, and and to 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 you know against different opponents that you had different styles. It was um, really really good game, and um, I'm looking forward to when the um, inevitably bring out the sequel for that one. Yeah, man. I'll get to it in 12 years' time. So I think um, my top game is pretty obvious. Uh, <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake. I uh, absolutely love this game. I bought it when it first came out, as a Resident Evil fan would. And I, was, I played through uh, the first hour, really enjoyed it. And I was like, cool, this is great, but I'm in the middle of this trophy competition. I need to kind of dial it back. You know, we'll play this later. So once we finished um, the GTTSC this year, I jumped into Resident Evil. I, I actually finished up a few games, or at least to where I felt comfortable, and then jumped into Resident Evil and just couldn't put it down, dude. It was so good. Now, this Platinum's going to be a little bit obnoxious one of the more harder Platinums for a Resident Evil game, and you have to play through it a ton of times. So it's kind of one of the... I love Resident Evil games, but I have always hated their trophy lists. I've always hated the requirements of their trophy lists, and I've only platinumed a handful of them. Yeah. Um, but, yes, this is just such a freaking good game. And and this one is by far... is When it comes to enjoyment, just quality, production, just production per square inch, it's just... It's insane. And I didn't think, and I even said on the show, I, I don't think they should remake this game. I didn't think they were going to be able to do what they did with it. And they did, man. They just hit it out of the park. They took a game that was already a masterpiece and uh, really made it very modern and very amazing. I don't know that I consider it a masterpiece. Like I don't know that it hits the same way the other one hit because of just the time and place mm. and the relevance that game had on games moving forward. Uh, but definitely top tier. Amazing game. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's not. I haven't played the Resident Evil Four. I haven't played it, so either version, the remake or the uh, original. So the only one I've played completed the story on is the uh, is Five, which I, apparently they that's they that's they are going to be doing that one next, yep. aren't they? From what I can, and gather. they'll make that one scarier. Five was fun. Five was a great action game with uh, amazing drop in drop out co op. Oh. Uh, six was a lot of fun too. Six actually has some some spots on there that are like really. Uh, really quality. Uh, when it comes to Resident Evil games, I think you should play them personally. Uh, I think everyone should play them, but that's yeah. the bias in me. Um, if you're going to play four, you need to play the original version of four before you play the remake. I don't know that you'll go back and enjoy the original if you don't. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I will. I think I'll play it because I've got the, they did the HD yep. version in here of Resident Evil, which I've got through, uh, they gave that away on PlayStation Plus years ago, and then I've I have got the remakes of two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure what to do with because um, obviously four, five, and six always, are always on sale, yep. um, and obviously they've redone four. And I keep thinking about getting five again and six again, but I know that they probably will end up redoing certainly five. Whether they, I don't know, some people are skeptical whether they will end up redoing six or not as well, but. but um, I wonder whether they'll do any of the spin-offs as well, like the Revelations, whether they'll start. Oh, sort of man. I'm play- I've, been, I've been dabbling on the Revelations games again lately. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's so we'll we'll see. But I yeah again, but horror isn't. Although I like to I like to own them and I like to like the thought of doing them. When it comes to picking games, I don't know. I don't, sort of <laughs> we I don't go in. I think uh, the last which you would count as horror, I suppose, game was um, Soma. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. last one that I played. Horror games are interesting because me being a horror fan and loving them as much as I do. They require a lot out of you. They require a lot of your attention, your focus. The setting needs to be right for things to make to work. You need to have good sound, uh, preferably lights need to be off to kind of set the mood, the ambience. And if it's the end of the day and you've worked all day, you've already spent your time with your family and you're tired, winding down to a horror game that's just going to ramp you up in order for it to be to do what it's intending to do. For me, that's yeah. usually why I'm like, yeah, I'm this horror guy. I'm Resident Daryl. I play all this stuff. But I'm like, yeah, I'm playing Super Pets and Beba Pig. Why? Because I've had a long day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's because uh, I, I and I watch. Yeah, I certainly watch a lot of horror films. Yep. Uh, I just don't play so many horror games. But, um, but yeah, there we go. So yeah, well, that was a good list. I think oh, yeah. a good list. Although some others may disagree. The ones that. Certainly, some in our rarity contest where they sort of, you know, they're talking about Spider Man 2, Alan Wake 2, and, uh, you know, all the latest latest hits. And I'm talking about Dangerous Golf and <laughs> Back for Blood, you know. But, um, but there we go. <laughs> we all game differently. So, um, should we do this like a quick update sure, on the. Sure. On the yeah, we're, we're actually, actually getting close to the end of our time. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah. go ahead and uh, yes. let's do that quick update on, yes. so, on the rarity and we will get you out of here. We both yeah. got to go back to work too. We do. We do. So, um, yeah, I won't spend, um, I haven't done the written update as of yet. I will, I will do it. Um, and it'll probably be out before this, this audio comes out, but it's, um, but if not, no, this uh, audio is going to go live today. So the episode that I recorded for today, I'd still don't have yeah. the other, person's audio and so i'm just going to go ahead when we're done i'm going to whip this together and it's going to go live today oh lovely excellent i might even save me doing there you go i'll just post post the link link. there you go okay so um down at the bottom we'll start at the bottom as usual um i normally say and i normally bunch these two together anyway kalai and uh and Zach, because normally it's zero points, but both earned a point this week, albeit they didn't score a trophy, but they both increased their score by one. So Zach moves on to 12 and uh, and Kali moves on to 74. So they are um, 12 points, man. That's points crazy. For a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one a man. So, uh, um, but uh, yeah, so they're they're sort of propping up the rear. Um, in twenty fifth place, we've got another single single point earned, and that was for Big Bernadob. Uh, he moves on to two hundred and seven points. He was a, a late entrant into the competition. Uh, he did he did play earn a trophy, which was uh, in EA Sports FC twenty four, which was welcome to the big leagues, which is obviously. Uh, that's for earning enough points to um, qualify for their foot champs, which is the sort of weekend league they do, um, which is a sweat fest. Man, on that, having experienced it a few times. Nice. Um, the in twenty fourth place is Tross. 
um, on 242. He had two points. Um, he know, He's one of the guys who plays uh, brand new releases. I think recently he's done Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Armored Core 6. He, everything that comes out, he, he, big game he tends to get. Um, he's, his two points came from a couple of trophies in um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So I think that's so not one of his most recent games, but obviously still uh, still a big game. I think he's he certainly likes his big games. There's Tross, one of uh, Tricky's friends. Twenty uh, third place is Departed Five Seventy. Him and Tross, you can normally guarantee are playing the same game. Uh, when I come to this rarity update, they they game so similarly in terms of gaming. They know each other. That's awesome. Um, but they literally are on every new game day one you know that it comes out you know the big ones so his he had 12 points this this week taking him to 285 um and his he his rarest was the uh platinum in alan wake 2 so good work there that's awesome um, dude i want to play that's a game points. i want to play yeah i, well, I need to play the first one so um we'll get that there right um sorry doors just come in um next up is one minute so i've just moved up so my parents dropped them off so uh, 28 points takes into 302 um and he's been playing um arc survival ascended which was obviously the uh new game for the um What's it called? The, the Ark Survival Evolved, wasn't it? Was the first one, which where they did the, the platinum. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's been doing bits on that one. Um, then there's a big jump up. Um, next in line on that one is twenty first place is Jared. So Stink Palm. Um, He's on 463 points, 10-point addition this week, and he also got a decent platinum. He got the platinum in Diablo 4, which is a long, long grind. I think he's been working on that one for, for ages. Next one is in 20th place is Sadak. Oh, great uh, job. Again, Sadak hasn't, hasn't done much at all. Um, he did earn four points, but again, I think it's September was the last time he earned a trophy on that one. So he's on 582 points. The next one is 19th is JT. Um, JT had 12 points, taking him to 616. He's been doing a bit of uh, Mass Effect Andromeda um, with his rarest trophy at 13.2%. We then had the next, in fact, three people earned the same trophy, the same rarest trophy of the week, uh, which was the Brain, Homer, and, and Yield. But the next two is the Brain and Homer. They're in 18th and 17th place. Um, brain had 14 points. Homer had 12. Collateral damage in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, at 5.39%. That was their rarest trophy. So Riley, Riley's on, so it's obviously they do a lot of bit on the... Uh, um, co-op side of things so um, Riley's on 641 nice. and Homer after sort of who's he put together a really good sort of run of points over the last few weeks 
uh, moved on to 779. Um, we start to sort of get into um, scoring of, you, you know, better proportions at this stage. So um, in 16 places, uh, California Wayne, who obviously has done really well sort of um, in recent weeks. Tensor, he's finding himself in the rarest trophies of the, the week. Uh, he was a late entrant, but he's on 46 points this week uh, and takes him to 990. So just a, a 10 points short of that 1,000 point milestone. Claire catching up with Tricky Mick, whether he will overtake him or not is, uh, is another question because there's still... There's not too many weeks left, and there's still 139 points uh, difference between the two. So that means Tricky's on 1129. Um, he had 23 points this week with a uh, rarest trophy of 44.24%, um, which was uh, earned in Hogwarts Legacy. Um, in 14th place is uh, Mr. TMNT himself. 35 points earned, taken to 1375. Um, not a game I'm familiar with was his rarest trophy, is Contra Road Court. Not um, 17.75%. Okay, is it part of the Contra series then? Is it? Um... Okay. I've, pl I've played it, it's okay. Okay. Yeah, it might be like a technically a spinoff, okay. but I, it's a uh, Konami so, hired hired some other um, dev to make it, and it's the third person action game with the isometric sort of kind of view. Not Dukes, terrible, but not great. Just sort of edged a little bit further ahead because Duke's had forty seven points this week, so twelve more, and that takes him to one three nine four. So there's now twenty one points difference between the two, and um, Duke's had a his rarest trophy was in the a platinum in. Um, Star Ocean, the second story R. So, Star Ocean tech games do tend to be a big grind as well. So, um, he's obviously done well getting that. Next up, 12th place, Grounded Gamer, Corey. Um, he's a hundred exactly 100 points ahead of, of Dupes. He had 28 points um, with his rarest trophy coming in Boulder's Gate 3, um, taking him to 1494. And he neither made nor lost ground on the person above him, which is uh, MZ, MZ Nitro, in 11th place. He also had 28 points, uh, taking him to 1505. So there's only, it's still only 11 points difference between those two. And his rarest trophy for the, for the week was in Assassin's Creed Valhalla at 13.59%. So I think that's some of the DLC that he's been in. I believe he has, I think he's got the platinum in that game already. Um, as I said, the so the third one to get that trophy uh, um, in Borderlands and pre-sequel was Yield. He's next in, in the 10th place, so hanging on to 10th spot. Yield sort of moves more frequently than anybody because there is, there is quite a tight... It's opened up a little bit recently, but it's quite tight between those, um, those people in between sort of 9th and 13th, really. But he's opened up now about 52-point lead over MZ. Uh, he had 26 points this week, uh, as I said, with his rarest in, in Borderlands 2 pre-sequel. Um, third highest score of the week goes to our Australian friend, Affectatious Donk. Uh, CJ had 64 points. Going to 1606, 
And his rarest trophy was in Goodbye Volcano High, which I didn't realise that was out yet. It's not a game that... Yeah, it's not a game that for me, but I know that it's been talked about quite a bit by on various different podcasts and whatnot. Number eight, I didn't know that was that yet either. Yourself, Resident Daryl, uh, good week this week. So fifty-three points there earned this week, taking to two thousand and eighty-four. Your rarest trophy of the week was Feed Me More in WWE Two K Fourteen. So. Uh, Going back to that, is that that was this, so PS4 presumably on that one? So uh, nice. Uh, two, four, yeah, fourteen was what. Uh, which one was I playing? I think thirteen. Yeah, fourteen was I playing fourteen? Yeah, so was PS3. So we've had a lot of kids coming to the house and stay with our kids. A lot of their friends from church and youth group and stuff. So. Whenever they're over and they need to use my profile to play Fortnite online, I just bounce over to the PS3, and that's what I was playing. I was just playing a little bit of a uh, bit of wrestling. Okay, got you. Um, so top seven and uh, second highest score of the week, Diego, eighty-eight points, and he's been smashing and killing it really recently. He is. I tell you what, he's. If he carries on the way he's going, he's going to be overtaking both Alex and myself at, at, at this rate. Um, and he's done another Call of Duty Platinum as his rarest trophy. He was, so he's done the got the Platinum in Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Dude, he's killing it. Yeah, he is, he is flying at the moment. So he's on 2553. And there was a big gap between... It didn't look like anybody was going to come up to Alex. It looked like there was a big gap between the top six and everybody else. But now that gap sort of shrunk to 122 points, I think it is now, between Alex and Diego. So Alex had 23 points. Uh, so he's on 2681. So he started hitting the positive points again after Weird West has sort of calmed down now in terms of the platinum. Um, he had uh, his rarest in uh, Met Helsinger. Um, I think is that like an action rhythm type yep. game? Is it? Yep. That one? It's like, like a, Doom, kill but the, a little more metal. The, kill the enemies to the. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm still in fourth place. Uh, sorry, fifth place on 2,870. I just had 17 points this week. My rarest was uh, in the game I've been talked about already, El Hijo at 22.18%. Uh, I'm just like literally limping across the line at the moment, getting about sort of between sort of 15 and 20 points each week. So uh, um, we'll see. Hopefully that'll be enough to to keep. I don't think I'm going to go any higher and I won't, I'm hoping I won't go any lower. Um, Then we've got in fourth place is Stylin. Stylin has been absent from scoring trophies uh, for about three or four weeks now. Um, He's still getting points because his um, legacy trophies are doing the work for him, especially on the DLC on the, uh, Train Sim Worlds games, although he only got four points added on this week, but he's on three one two seven. Rick um, is in third, and he's another one who has sort of uh, had dropped off. Um, it was a three horse race, and that's obviously whittled down to a two horse race. But uh, Rick had eighteen points this week. He looks set to be sort of uh, on the podium in in third place come the end uh, on three six zero three. 
his rarest trophy was in Mad Games Tycoon, which I think he's only one trophy off of getting the platinum in that, which I believe he's saving now for the uh, next GTTSC competition, he said. Um, and then we've got the top two who are both uh, have, have exceeded 4,000 points now. Um, top, second is Miskoats a lot. He's had 60 points this week, so it's a good effort from him. Uh, fourth, taken into 4,042. Um, his rarest trophy was um, in Superminal, uh, which I think was a game that was added to the PlayStation Extra catalogue this month. Um, is at 20.54%. And continuing at the top and extending their lead even further is uh, Marky Fraser. So he had the week's highest score, 118 points, um, taken to 4,331. So what's that, a lead of about 290-odd? Um, his rarest trophy was in Planet Coaster, 7.83%. I noticed that he is he's close to Platinum's in a few games um so he's got some points in the bag that he'll be able to hope should be able to rely on i think he, he's probably done enough by now already to sort of uh secure victory on this um that's a big ask to come to score you know to come back from 290 points in, in sort of three or four weeks um you know because not only do you have to score that amount of points you've got to that's points you've got to make up so that's without him scoring as well so and and the way he scores you know, you think that's probably done. So, um, so that's the table, as it said. The so top market phrase, the second meets goes on third is, is Redbeard Rick, as how it stands. Um, the rarest trophies of the week, as I said, three of them were scored with the same trophy scored by three different people: Yield, Brain, and Homer. All earn a mention for their effort in uh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. That was a five point three nine. Diego got his platinum in um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War at 3.38, and he was in second place for that rarest trophy of the week. And first time appearing in the rarest trophies of the week um, is Darth Knight. And I think this will probably be subject to decay over time, but this is, he got the maximum dinosaur in Ark Survival Ascended, which was one of your dinosaurs reached maximum level. So um, that was the rarest trophies of the week. And then just the final part on this is we'll just go through the platinum shouts. So by 100% first is Meese Gosalot. He earned 100% in Celebrities Hacked. No idea what that is. It sounds like spam, but it was at 37.36%, 100%. So I don't know, but he did it in three hours. So um, maybe it is spam. Maybe it's new spam. That's not so old. I don't know. Um. He also earned three other Platinums, uh, one in Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series at 35.99%. I think that was a um, PlayStation Plus Extra game. He earned another Plat, obviously the one I also mentioned in Superliminal at 20.54. And he earned another one in a game called Amaze at 39.21%. So well done on uh, three nice. Platinums at 100% there. Good week, to be fair. Um, CJ. Um, got a platinum in Like Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, which I'd seen. I thought this was a follow-up to the Yakuza, mm-hmm. you know, the like Yakuza Like a Dragon games and stuff, um, which normally are sort of, you know, long grindy games. But this one has a rarity of 51.27%. So obviously fairly common. So I'm guessing, I wonder whether it's a, a shorter spin-off game um, 
I'm, I'm presuming it must be with that that sort of rarity of it, um, especially as it's been out not all that long. long. Um, Departed 570 had the platinum in Alan Wake 2 at 34.23%, so word unto him. Um, Dupes, Star Ocean, the second story are at 20.82. And then the two rarest trophies, uh, platinums, sorry, of the week is obviously Stink Palm with Diablo 4, which obviously is an impressive, because uh, obviously the amount of time that he spent on that one, um, that's, that's really impressive. He can move on to something else now. And Diego in with Call of Duty Black Ops, Black Ops Cold War at 3.38%. So an ultra rare platinum. Very nice. So well done to, to him. Um, so yeah, well, well done to everyone who, who earned a platinum this week. And that's the real quick round Excellent. that we've Excellent. Uh, Thank you, Gareth. Done. Man, that was awesome. Glad we were able to do this. We were coming in just shy of two hours together. I am going to insert a segment at the end right here that i had planned for the original episode unfortunately the episode is going to get booted to next week this one will go live here shortly so i'm going to put my uh, next segment here at the end thank you so much sir for joining me i'm glad we got to chat have a few laughs and uh talk about all the really hard amazing um <laughs> peppa pigs and <laughs> yeah I didn't get that finished Ice Age in a minute. Well, yeah, you really should. I, I'm a little disappointed you don't have that platinum yet. I, I only started it to, I think it was, it was as a, why did I start it? Oh, it was, I started it as, you know, we did this Rainer game thing, you know, with Rick and um, a few of the other sort of guys from the um, Trophy Hunters League that we're in. Because obviously that starts up again in December, doesn't it? Yep. So, uh, and, because I don't have a few trophies in it now, I can't leave it. I've got to sort of finish it. So, uh, well, I've only got seven trophies in it, so I think you're farther than me. Yeah, so I, 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 I'll, I'll make a deal with you. Yeah, by the end of the year. Okay, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. I'll just play it at Christmas Day or something. So, <laughs> yeah, let's try and get this. Uh, let's try and get this thing wrapped up by the end of the year, so we can leave that in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it being on my top five games of twenty twenty four. So I want to. Get- yeah, <laughs> that's right. When we come back next year, we'll be like, oh, this is this is it. <laughs> I've ascended. So, all right, Gareth, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in each and every week. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. I'm coming right back with another segment. So technically, we're not out. We'll catch you next time, Gareth. Thanks a lot. See you later. All right, guys. I'm going to cut in here with a little bit of noise for some friends of ours. That's right. I got some beef I have to squash. I have to call out two podcast jabronis in the Hunter Houston ESG universe. That's right. These guys, Thomas T. Diddy, former co-host of the Loot Bros, and Mr. TMNT84, JP Joe Priestley, former co-host of the Loot Bros, they have been out in the internet jabbing them jaws, and I've heard enough. Guys, I have listened to your episodes. I've listened listened to the tornado, and i got to be honest, man, your opinions are total crap. That's right. You guys getting on there, and you are milking the teat that is cancer magnet puke CM Punk. I am so sick and tired of the internet getting all riled up and getting all excited about CM Puke. He's awful. His opinions are awful. His, pol- his politics are awful. 
His attitude is awful. His fans are awful. That's right. Any one of you jabronis that are listening to this podcast and you see, you fancy yourself as a CM Punk fan, I'm sorry, but you made a bad call on that one. So, guys, I, I'm listening to the episode Wrestle Tornado, episode number seven, some crap. And I'm like, man, you guys are really going hard for CM Punk. As a matter of fact, I thought you two had better taste in that. They had better opinions than that. You guys are sitting there essentially, you know, getting you guys are marking out for CM Punk. And I, I just can't get down with it. You know, there's two things we gotta address here on Luke Bros Podcast when it comes to the crap that you boys are spewing over there and the wrestling tornado for that Hunter Houston ESG garbage. That's what the G stands for. It is garbage. That's right. It was good. It used to be good. The G stood for good, but now it stands for garbage. You know why? Because you boys have aligned yourselves with the most cancerous, toxic personality in WWE. It was a celebration when he was removed from AEW. It was good for business. It was good for the fans. It was good for the wrestlers because he is awful. A 45-year-old disgruntled old man who wasn't worthy to main event WrestleMania. So he called it a buy one, get one Fortnite extravaganza because he wasn't good enough for it. All right. Then he goes, gets beat up by Luke Perry's son, Jungle Boy, and gets removed from AEW. And it was a time to celebrate for the fans all across all of wrestling. Because you know what? That scumbag was gone. That's right. Scumbag. He's awful. And yet here he is crawling back to Triple H, begging for his job, begging for a spot. And I mean, it makes me sick. It makes me want to puke. I can't puke. You know why? Because CM Punk is too close to CM Puke. I don't want to be associated with it. I don't want anything to do with it. And unfortunately, because you guys have aligned yourself with Cancer Magnet Puke, I can't have anything to do with you. I have to completely wash my hands of you two. That's why I call you the former former co-host of Luke Bros Podcast because if in fact I hadn't went nuclear and just destroyed the podcast, gotten rid of everybody, thrown the babies out with the bathwater, I would have had to now. See, you would have forced my hand by getting on there and milking that CM puke teat. I had respect for you boys, but I don't have respect for you anymore. And it goes even farther. You dedicate, you have the audacity to dedicate an episode about CM Punk to me, President Daryl, the guy who's responsible for even getting your voices on the internet. I am the inspiration. I am the beginning of your podcast careers. And ultimately, I will have to be the end of your podcast careers because you guys get on there and you say, this one's for Daryl. This one's for Resident Daryl. This one is going to make him come to a sense of reason with CM Punk, CM Garbage Boy Punk. And then you get on there and you take shots at the PlayStation Portal, the PSP, this beloved handheld that you guys haven't even touched, that you hate so much that you're like, oh man, it's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage like our love for CM Punk. It's freaking garbage. Why would you want to spend $200 on a streaming device when you can go buy a phone and you can go buy a backbone and you can put them all together and have the exact same thing but for more money and less quality? That's right, because the PSP, the PlayStation Portal, 
is a DualSense, a PS5 controller with an aided screen inside it. That's right. So you want to go, you want to sit there. Thomas, you want to talk about going and buying a cheap phone? You want to talk about how you can put it in a backbone? A backbone's $100. Let's say you get a cheap iPhone SC from Straight Talk for $149. That's right, because that's what they cost. You're $249 plus tax in the hole. And that's right, you're going to get taxed twice on this transaction because you seem to think that buying a backbone in one transaction and buying a phone another transaction is a better decision but in fact nah -uh. you're just going to be paying the man twice as much taxes so call you tax diddy instead of t diddy but you think paying that tax twice is a better decision than paying one time that's right one time for the playstation portal the ps5 dual sense streaming companion with a bigger screen than your $149.99 iPhone SE. So you say this is a better deal, but in fact, it is a dumber deal. It is the same level of incompetence that drives wrestling fans to cheer for and reason with CM Punk. See, these two things, guys, gentlemen, ladies of the podcast community, they're the same thing. Saying that CM Punk is good for business and is a good wrestler is equally as stupid as buying two separate devices to do the same thing that good old franchise Jimmy Ryan, he who makes us whole, Mr. Worldwide himself, gave you in one, one price point, one dues to the tax man. I'm going to need you boys to do better, all right? I'm leaving this here for you. As an opportunity for you to repent of your foolish ways and come back to a sense of reasoning. This is your opportunity. Do with it what you will. Oh, 